What's up, everybody? We are back. This is the Victor Cruz Show after not a, not a long hiatus, but we're back. We're starting to get into a little routine uh, PR and myself. Obviously, uh, let's get right into the show, man. I think, obviously, I didn't let PR in here. I think he has, we have another sponsor. So we're going to let him get right to the sponsor and get that out the way so we can get the show popping off. What up, P? Yes, what's good, brother? We got to pay these bills. And I blame, yes, I use the word blame this sponsor on you. On me? Yeah. Uh, the name of the sponsor we have today leading into the show is Mac Weldon. So Mac Weldon makes underwear. Oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> what up, Mac? And there's a direct correlation between the pictures you've been posting on Instagram <laughs> oh lately. <my> okay. <laughs> I've been telling you consistently, put a shirt on, Vic. Vic, no one wants to see all that. Oh right? God. I believe you may have commented the Parisian women love it when I told you one time. <laughs> Not going to confirm nor deny that. <laughs> to put your shirt on. So what happens? Vic posts for two weeks straight, not wearing a shirt, and all <laughs> of a sudden we have an underwear sponsor. What up, Mac Weldon? Mac Weldon, you know, in addition to looking great and feeling great, all Mac Weldon products are crafted. Crafted. Here's, here's the part you're going to like. Handcrafted? With natural fibers, mm-hmm. listen to the wording here. That have built-in performance capabilities. What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. In underwear. <laughs> I don't know. Wait for it. it. Doesn't finish it. So they work hard too. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. Mac Weldon getting it popping. But I want a sample pair. <laughs> listen, listen. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your purchase using the promo code Victor. You said the promo code was what now? Yes, Victor. V I C T O R. I actually have a bone to pick as well. I'm tired of our sponsors not using me as the code. It's not your show, fam. It's not your show, fam. Okay. Shout out to the good people at MacWeldon.com. Again, 20% off. Use promo code Victor. MacWeldon, thank you very much, man. We appreciate the love. Let's get it in, man. What's good, brother? I'm good, man. Feeling fantastic. I'm feeling spiritual. I feel like I just had one of the... yo. Not for nothing, Ronnie, congratulations again on your wedding, on your honeymoon, on your second honey. I mean, we were just there for 10 days, and I, I had the time of my life. We visited Jerusalem, the Holy Land, got to touch the wall and just be in a spiritual place, and then we visited Mykonos, Greece afterwards, and just had a ball. I mean, it was just so much fun, man. It it, it was something I'll never forget, and it was a, a life-changing trip for myself. So we're not going to talk about how it was 700 degrees in Israel? I mean... We gotta go into the. We gotta know that. Going, it was it was, it was Sizzler. We're black tuxedo, black tuxedos, black tuxedos. We looked fantastic. We did. Yo, if anybody follows me, PR, Ronnie, Jules, Sean, yep. anybody that follows us on the gram, yep. yep. Y'all saw those pictures flying. Um, I mean, we looked fantastic. Everybody looked good. The bridesmaids and the groomsmen looked fantastic. <laughs> Don't do this, man. <laughs> you know what? Everyone like, looks fantastic. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Okay. Let me ask you, what was your favorite part of uh, of Israel? My favorite, Besi- besides the wedding itself. Yes, right? the wedding. Was Obviously, one that's of the what we were there for. Weddings I've ever been Beautiful to. wedding. Yes. What's your favorite part of Israel? Your first time to Israel. First time to Israel. My, mine as well. My favorite part of Israel had to be um, just Jerusalem, man, and just mm. seeing all of that. I mean, everything looks like it's still. 1800 BC or something crazy like yeah. it still looks like that yeah. and to be there and to feel that energy like there's no one that went on went on that trip with us that didn't feel Agree. that energy when you got off that bus when we got off that 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 bus and started touring around and walking around and 
Bruce, our tour guide. Shout out to Bruce. Shout out to Bruce. Um, <laughs> when he starts talking about it and, you know, the women can let their shoulders be shown, yeah. exposed, and knee they have to cover their yep. legs. and knee, I mean, those things are crazy in this day and yeah. age. You just go about your life not thinking about those things, but to go there and to be fully immersed in that world and in that in, in that feeling and to touch that wall and to put your prayer on a piece of paper and fold it and put it in the wall, it was just a special moment, man, that I wish that moment for everyone. Like, my mother's like, I want to go. And I'm like, mom, we got to save up a little <laughs> bit more. But No, I, I agree. For me, it was the wall. Mm-hmm. The wall, you know, there are very few moments or times in, in, in a person's life when you feel very small, right? And for me, you know, you definitely got the sense, like you said, when Bruce kind of gave us the lay of the land on where we were and what it meant and the wall and it being basically the holiest place you can pray, mm-hmm. right? Um, it definitely felt like we were a part of something bigger and, and, and you know, the prayer and just seeing how seriously everyone took it, I thought it was it was super dope. And as I've told friends, you know, I have, you know, friends that aren't Jewish, friends that are Jewish, and have asked me, like, hey, how was it? Like, I've had a hard time explaining to them kind of like, what, what it, it is emotionally, yeah, exactly. right? You just gotta be there. Right, it's one of those things you just 100%. gotta experience that for yourself. The second part and the flip side to that coin was the Dead Sea. That joint and you and I crazy. went into the Dead Sea together, right? Crazy. Like, how insane! Explain that to the people. I think, like, you look it up in books and you think, like, okay, the Dead Sea. Like, first of all, growing up, I mean, car, I mean, I grew up in Patterson, New Jersey. Like, I mean, as well documented, I thought the Dead Sea was like all black. Like, I thought it was just black water. I thought, I don't know. For some reason, that's the picture that I had in my head. I didn't see photos of this in my social studies book. I didn't, I may have, it may have referenced it, but I've never seen photos of it. I've never thought to Google it. Even before I got there, I just wanted to have a full experience. So we walk on, first of all, we play ping pong in the lobby of this place, which I don't want to discuss that. Yeah, Yeah, let's get into that. Let's get into that ping pong action. He may or may not yeah. have cheated, but yeah. it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> We're not going to do um, this. So we walk out into the water, and everyone kind of warns us, yo, the water's really hot, really hot. And we're like, all right. So we experienced it for ourselves. I dipped my big toe into that water, fam, and it was hot. Yes. Like jacuzzi yeah. type hot. Yeah, like, like not even bath water hot. Jacuzzi no, like hot. jacuzzi. Hot. Yes. And like overheated jacuzzi hot. Yep. yep. But not unbearable. So we go in, and then you know how you put your feet on sand and you're walking in? This isn't sand. This is salt. The yeah. entire floor of the Dead Sea yep. is nothing but thick amounts of salt that you can actually pick up with your hand. I picked it up and looked at it, and it's salt. That the the most the highly salted body of water, however you want to say that. Yeah, that's not the Dead Sea. The percentage that's not the Dead is, Sea in the U.S. It's th- is 3%. Correct. Some, I think that's yeah, what Bruce said. Give or Bruce. take, Bruce said 3%. That's what Bruce said, 3%. Yeah. The Dead Sea was 33%. Yes. That's insane. Yes. Yeah. So, Which is why they gave us like very strict instructions. You can't dive. You yep. can't splash. Yep. You don't want to submerge your face. So I was a little like, wait, what? Unless you want to burn your face <laughs> smooth <laughs> off. <laughs> if you, if that's right. what your goal is, then right. you go ahead and do that. Right. But we go there and then, you know, you see everybody floating, but you don't understand it until you do it. So they're like, yo, just kind of sit back slowly and then the war is just going to pick you up. You won't even have to do anything. So I both of us kind of lean back, and then the, the literally the water just scooped us right up, and yeah, you, we're just like floating. you have no option but it's to float. Insane, you have no choice. It's there's no alternative. I was blown away by it, man. Like I knew what to expect. You know, our guide had told us, and like I said, we've all read about it in books and school and all that stuff. I was still blown away. Absolutely, 
it was uh it was one of those things where you know you'll never forget it and that's one of the things I've come back and and it's interesting it's like the wedding itself was super dope mm-hmm. right one of the nicest weddings I've ever been to shout out to Ronnie and, and his beautiful wife Mrs. Feig now mm-hmm. um <clears throat> but that day you know and I was bitching and moaning cuz it was like the bus left at 7 and it was like oh come on man it like, was it's, a long it's hot day. It like was a long uh, day. I'm hungry I was like we're done at 9:30 uh, right. p.m. right it was like we left the hotel at 7 a.m. and we returned to the hotel at 9 p.m. So everyone's like, ah, come on. But it's one of those things I'm so grateful that I was able to do. It was super dope. What was your favorite part of Mykonos? All of it? Mykonos I mean, is that a... Can Mykonos I say was that? A, was Mykonos was just... Just from going into town and you seeing the, the, the city and how it's so small, but yet vast at the same time. But you got these little corridors that you go into and then there's clubs like in between these little homes and houses and like... It was just an experience, man. Like you can't you can't forget any of that. Then the beaches are beautiful and then everyone's super nice there. Everyone's just willing to accommodate you and accommodate anything you need. Um, I mean, Greece was just beautiful. I wish I had more time to kind of go to Santorini and I think one of the women there was saying that there's three thousand other little beaches and, and islands around that coast in that area. Is this a random woman you were speaking to? Okay. Yeah, I mean, we won't okay. put her name out there. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, you know, a woman that I was conversing with. <laughs> nah, it was, Mykonos was incredible. I think um, I loved everything about it. Our hotel was dope. Your hotel was dope. Mm-hmm. The town was dope. That beach we went to that last day. Insane. When we walked to that rest, Spilio, I think Spilia, it's called, right? Spilia. Spilia. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the good folks at Spilio. We walked, you had to take like literally like a plank. Like two planks. Right, two planks over the water. I, we should have signed a, a, a something, some type of, <laughs> some t- something that ensures that, that if was, we die here, that all of the proceeds go to our children. That was super dope, man. You know what? One of the funnier things to me was out of the whole trip. You know, for those of you that follow me on Instagram or Twitter or whatnot, I try my best to, like, work out when I'm on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were out there. You know, we were in um, Israel and Mykonos, Greece for nine days. We got to work out in both spots. Right? So we're trying to work out. So, you know, I think what it comes down to is sometimes I forget, and I've said this before in other shows, sometimes I forget that like my friends are like professional athletes. <laughs> right? Like to me, you're my brother. Like it's like Vic, yeah, Vic is my brother. Of like, course. you know, Bron's my brother, LeBron. And and I sometimes forget you guys are actual professional athletes. So it's like I may ask you to work out, like I would ask my boy Ruben mm-hmm. to work out, mm-hmm. right? Like, so we are in Israel. And I hit Vic and I said, hey, I'm up at the gym. Let me know if you want to get some work. He's like, yo, I'm coming up now. So I'm already up there. I do my little workout. It's like, you know, solid 27 minutes, <laughs> you know, of all sorts of stuff. So Vic comes up. So I figure I'll wait for him one night. And he's, you know, he's figuring out like the lay of the land, what he's going to do. First of all, I should have known by what he was wearing. He's wearing some footwear that probably doesn't come out to 2019. <laughs> his, his tights match his shorts. His shorts oh. match the Top the top, it's like you know. I don't know. It just happened. I didn't even pack my own clothes. It it, just. What was more impressive about it was like what he was wearing was even more functional than it was like stylish. Like it was like (laughs) made of seventeen water bottles. Like I, you know, like that's how Nike does. Like, so 
Vic's working out, and I'm like, you know what? I'll jump in with you because he was doing like some lunges or something. I could do lunges, whatever. Let's get busy. Lunges. Mm-hmm. You know, we're working out. Easy, easy. Just to provide a little context, we're working out on a deck outside. It's 100 degrees outside. Might have been 110. Right? It's it's hot. Sizzling, yeah. Vic, if you ask me like, yo, PR, let's work out. What are we doing today? I'm going to tell you one of two things. We're doing legs or we're doing upper body. That's as complex mm-hmm. as it gets for me. I don't know if you were making names up or if this is actual shit that like really he was like, no, 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 we're going to do a Yugoslavian bone crushers. And I was like, what? 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 <laughs> so Vic starts, so, so I don't know, we do the lunges and then you come up with this push-up grand idea. So I do the lunges and then I do Bulgarian single leg squats. See what I'm talking about? Come on, man. Everybody that Bulga- works out knows. Bulgarian knows single leg squats. <laughs> I'm out of here. So after that, I'm like, I need to finish off with a little total body, maybe a little core, maybe a little push-up circuit, something. I need to do something um, to kind of get this thing going. So I do a little push-up circuit. My push-up circuit is, is especially with a partner, it works even better because you motivate each other and you keep it moving. So it's I do one, P does one. I do two, PR does two, three, four, so on and so forth yep. to ten. Yep. And then once we get to ten... We typically go back down. I do nine. He does nine, eight, seven, you know, eight, eight, seven, seven. And we go back down. We get to about, uh, I want to say seven. But before we go to the seven, I started out strong. Oh, crispy. You were like one. I'm like one. Crispy. Two. 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 By the time you had the seven. Yeah. Five. Three. Three. (laughs) I'm on you. Four. Four. We got to six and a half. I was like six. (laughs) Seven. No, it's. He got the 10, though, to his credit. Let's just say we never made it back down. Never made it back down. <laughs> Fact. But then you go to the core, and you're like, hey, I just need you to spot me. He I'm goes, sit up oh, there. By the way, after the push-ups, <laughs> after, <laughs> after the push-ups, I'm like, uh, before I even, because I was like, yo, let's finish with a little push-ups and then a little core. Right, right. Once he finished that last push-up, he said, Papa, that's all I got. That's all I got left. It's over. <laughs> I was like, what? He was done. And then started doing the core. I was like, yo, I just need you for the core. Do a little ab rocker where... I lay at, in a in a prone position as if I'm doing an ab crunch with my elbows um, kind of pinned to my knees, and he's just rocking me back and forth, pause, and making sure that I'm that my elbows stay locked on my knees, which isn't the isn't the easiest ab circuit. But even him doing that, he, he was more. I tired honestly than I was. was more gassed than you were spotting you. <laughs> it, it, like like I said, I I sometimes forget my friends are pros like. You know, same thing with Braun, like, we'll travel, and, you know, you guys have heard me say this before, Braun's very much, LeBron's very much, like, always inclusive. We're going to eat. We're going to work out. We're going to go have a drink, you mm-hmm. know, like, um, so we'll meet in the gym, and, you know, he'll do his thing with his trainer, and we'll do our thing, or, or you know, it, it works one of two ways. In the beginning, he'll say, hey, let's do this. And you do it, and you're like, oh, my God, like, I'm struggling. He's like, all right, cool. Like, that was the warm-up. I'm like, warm-up? Like, I'm done. <laughs> it's over. You know? It's either that, or he'll go, and he will, once you think you're done, he'll say, okay, let's get a quick core in. Okay. I can't, like, you guys are pros for a reason. It's in those moments. It's in it's in Israel when I was just sending you just being the good guy that I am. Like, mm-hmm. hey, make sure you get this work in. I'm surprised I made it up to the 10 push-ups. <laughs> but I felt I felt solid at the beginning. Like, one, this is easy. This two, is easy. two, three. Okay, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight. 
I might have to, yo, how about the, I just realized, how about the dude, the trainer of the gym try to play me? It's like, you can you can do him from your knees if you want yo, to. Yo, he did say that, and I was like, I immediately was like, no, <laughs> we do not yo, do that. Vixen, that's what we will not be doing. We will we not be doing no knees. knee push-ups out here, fam. Listen, man, this brings me to to our next sponsors. We have two sponsors for this show, the man. We're cooking, up? man. The Victor Cruz show. Oh, man. Cooking we are out here, moving man. out here. Listen, I have a question. What prevents you from working out as often as you'd like? Right, the answer for most people, not you, Victor, is time. The folks at Active Body have a solution. Active Five is a new pocket-sized digital device that works with your smartphone to coach you through over a hundred five-minute strength training workouts and track your stats and progress. Victor, you'll like this. Active Five exercises are isometric-based, which the NFL does a lot of. Love that. They're simple but highly effective. I have no idea what isometric-based is, but uh, I'm sure I do it. After that eighth push-up, don't even worry about it. I love it. Don't even right? worry about it. You'll feel the burn after the workout with Active 5 for just five minutes. On average, Active 5 increases strength by 30% over six weeks. You have to check this out. Right? So you now have time to exercise. Go to Active5.com. That's A-C-T-I-V, the number 5.com. Everyone has five minutes, even me. And you don't have to drive to the gym. I'm telling you, this will be a gym killer. So there you go. I'm getting one. Go to Active5.com. That's A-C-T-V, A-C-T-I-V, the number 5.com. Here we go again with the promo code. Then enter the promo code Victor, V-I-C-T-O-R. Don't forget that promo code, Papa. <laughs> at checkout, and Active Body will hook you up with a free water bottle with your order. Look at that. Shout out to the good people at Active5. Thank you, Active5. Seg- segwaying from Active5 and working me. out Talk to and, me. And, and being in the gym, Mayweather, Conor McGregor. Are you ready for that? Ooh, you know the. Uh, I'm not sure when the show. You know, we're in New York in the studio recording the show. I don't know what I'm doing with my drink right now. I, I'm trying to think. If she, you're all good. I poured the down. Oh, you poured it yeah, in yeah, here. Yeah, I poured it in there. Okay, you have ice. You want ice? I'm good, Papa. Okay. Um, I'm still in Greece. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, Tuesday is the first press conference on the press tour. Okay. For Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather in L.A. Okay. I expect that to be a complete circus. It's going to be a complete madhouse in there. You got two, in my opinion, two of the best trash talkers yes. and fight promoters. Yes. I want to save our generation in both sports. Agree. Agree. In UFC and in boxing. Agree. I mean, you can't, it doesn't get any more trash talking than that. Those dudes might be fighting before they even see, like by the time they lock eyes and come out there, it's a wrap. Let me ask you: Do you do you think, as an avid boxing fan, mm-hmm. do you think Connor has a chance? <clears throat> I'm. A, I, I think I said when this, I say chance, a realistic chance. I, I, I'm gonna say this to you. I think I said this to you uh, when we were in Greece talking about it. But I'm gonna say it to the people now: Oscar De La Hoya mm-hmm. is a ten-time champion in several different weight classes. One of the greatest fighters of all time. That's not debatable. He's an Olympic medalist. Mm -hmm. Also a fact. Also fought Floyd Mayweather. Yes, he was a little later on in his career, but still fought Floyd Mayweather and gave him gave him some it gave him a run. He he was there. He was there. Absolutely. And (coughs) he still ultimately lost. So here we go fast forward to Conor McGregor. Mm -hmm. Zero boxing experience. Zero fighting experience on that level, period. Agree. Yep. Does he do his thing on the UFC circuit? Absolutely. He is a mauler. He is a winner. He is a champion. He talks that talk and backs it up. 
I don't think he has a shot. I don't think he lands one punch. P. Wait, you said you don't think he has a shot? I don't think he lands a single shot. You can't come in there with that. You said he doesn't land a single punch? You think he lands a punch? Tell me you think he lands a jab. Shit. I mean, I You saw that split body. screen on Instagram, fam. It's night and day. Floyd is how old? 37 now? 36? He might be. Oh, Maybe he might more be than four, that? Yeah, he might be 40 for all I know. It doesn't even matter. He'd hit me 14 times before I could even say, hello, how yeah, are you? Yeah, I, look. Because I've been asked this question a lot. I think what I'll say is, it's no disrespect to Conor McGregor, right? He's at all. Great at all. Own, right? And if we were having the flip side of this conversation, if they were fighting a UFC fight, Floyd would stand no it's chance. Not even close. Right? No chance. I think if Conor was fighting a marginal fighter, right? An average, middle-of-the-road boxer, maybe it's a different conversation. For conversation's sake or for all intents and purposes... Floyd's definitely the best fighter of our generation. Easily. He's in the conversation for greatest fighters ever. Easily. What's not debatable is he's one of the, if not the greatest defensive fighter and counterpuncher of all time. A thousand percent. That doesn't bode well for Connor. At all. And Connor, he's known for kind of being wild. Mm -hmm. And that's his only, I, I feel like his only advantage is to crowd Floyd Mayweather and put his muscle and power on Floyd and try to rough him up mm -hmm. and kind of UFC the fight as much as he can. You know, I what, think that's you know his... what normally happens when people try to rough up and rush Floyd? Ask Ricky Hatton <laughs> what happened to him. Yeah, they wake up Monday. <laughs> they wake <laughs> exactly. Up, they wake up Monday at Nevada, Las Vegas Hospital. <laughs> I, I don't think he has a shot, but we'll see. I mean, I, I, look. Either I, way, the money. I is, was just gonna say that. Yeah, I was that's gonna say, look, if, if and I may be off by a couple of dollars, but I think to date, Connor's largest purse has been um, three million dollars. Right? The UFC UFC mm -hmm. fighters don't make a ton of money when mm -hmm. you put it in comparison with boxing. They're saying he'll make around a hundred million, if not more, for this. He's already won. He's already won. You know, so he's already at the bank. But I'm excited. I, look, I'm gonna be the sucker that's gonna. Either go to the fight, I'm gonna be the sucker side. They're gonna definitely pay pay per view, so <clears throat> I'll be tuned in. But one of the things I want to talk to you about, you know, speaking of contracts, is have you been have you been locked in on these NBA contracts? Have you been noted? Like I've been extremely locked in as a professional athlete. I, I I'm extremely locked in. Okay, and I and I spoke to my mom about this today, and I <laughs> called her pretty angry because I said, "Ma." We should have paid for more basketball lessons. Mm. We should have spent a little bit more time in the gym. <laughs> we should have hired Drew Hanlon to just guide me through because I am in the wrong field. James Harden just got paid. Well, before you even go there, we were talking about Steph Curry making $200 million or 201 and we were like, wow, like $40 million oh a year. God. Like, it's holy cow. And then James comes. $228 million? Four-year four extension. I That's, saw somewhere, I think it said it's, don't quote me on this, people, $560,000 a game. He's making over half a mil a game. Wow. It's insane. Wow. It's insane. Let me ask you. How, and he's already making 20 mil a year with Adidas. Yeah, like, it's If you really want to put it in perspective. Yes, that's insane. Let me ask, as a football player, Knowing what goes Pennies. into 
<laughs> pennies. I can tell. I can answer it now. No. Pennies. Listen, knowing what goes into your craft, knowing the risks you guys take, knowing how unguaranteed, guaranteed deals are. Um, what do you guys make? I know it's no hate because I've seen you. You know, I've spent a lot of time with you. I've seen you when you see other athletes outside of your sport, basketball players. You have a great relationship with Bron and, and other people. You know, so it's all love. It's never hate. Of course. Um, but as a football player, you sit back and do you think like, damn, like you see some of these astronomical, Every right? Like single time. More so of the less heralded guys. Mm. Like the guys that you may not know and they're signing for 48 mil, yeah. 65 mil, 70 mil. And, this, and you're like. This guy's making 15, 16 million dollars a year. Then. And you don't even know their name, yeah. he. Yeah. And no discredit to them. No, no, no. Good for them. They're good, for good them. great for them. Right. They're taking care of their families. Right. They're taking care of their people. They're they're taking care of their entire life. They they're in they're living the dream. But for football players, we risk our lives out there pretty much mm. every no, weekend. No, pretty much, no, you do. we do yeah. week in and week out. Our bodies are on the line, and I was, this is speaking from experience from someone who's been under that knife in, in surgery mm -hmm. rooms and trying to climb back and fighting back. And, you know, like those things are like huge for us. And to come back and make, what's the league minimum? 400 grand, 500 grand, something like that? The league min? Like, and look, it's easy for me to say as I'm on the sideline not playing, I think I'm actually okay with league minimum, whatever that is, and and, you know, um, even the disparity in sports, and you could argue, hey, it's 16 games, there's 82. Like, You can slice it up, the numbers, to, to be favorable however you want them to be. My bigger issue, <clears throat> and this is actually something, you know, that hits home close to you, hits home to you, is, uh, you know, the non-guaranteed, guaranteed contracts. I think football's the only sport, at least out of the major sports, that consistently has the issue or the challenge they have of like, hey, you have a guaranteed deal, a guaranteed money. Uh, you know what? You really don't. Though. Right? Like, as a football player, like, you know, and don't even bring it to you, just as a football player in general, mm -hmm. you see the contracts that, you know, NFL players are signing and you know the risk, and then you see the contracts that NBA players and, and Major League Baseball players are playing. Is there anything you change? What needs to change? Should something change? What are your thoughts on that? I, I, I think something should change, especially in the NFL, because if you look at the NFL, it's the highest grossing sport. I was just going to say, the, the, there's money being made. Let's Money's be clear. being made. Because, and I'm not going to put you on the spot. This is PR saying this. The commissioner makes 30 plus million dollars a year. And and he's not catching one football. <laughs> he ain't get tackled once last year. He ain't get tackled one time. He ain't go across the middle once last year. So like something's up. Mm. So if it's we need to figure out a way to to scale these contracts in a way where they're guaranteed no matter what. The entire thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, you don't want to give us long term deals? We'll take a two year deal for thirty million mm -hmm. and guarantee it. Why not? We'll take a three year deal. For twenty eight million and guarantee it all. Why not? You know what I mean. Put a clause in there. If we get hurt, you take away a percentage or whatever the case may be. But we sh we're entire. We've worked our entire lives for that moment to be in this space to play 
this game that we've grown up watching, watching Michael Irvins and Deion Sanders and Jerry Rice's of the world and, you know, and the current players, Des Bryant, Odell. Like, we grow up. These kids grow up watching these guys. And we've got nothing to show for it at the end of the day. I think it's shifting. I think Odell's Nike contract shifts the culture. Yeah, absolutely. I think that definitely changes the game a little bit because now that's a, that there's a standard set. Mm-hmm. There's a bar, there's a bar that's yep. been set. And we got to follow that. Now we got to heighten that bar right now. Let me ask you this. And, and, you, and you're one of the guys at the forefront of this. Does it put more emphasis? Do the NFL deals put more emphasis or priority on getting money off the field? No. NFL contracts? Yeah. Meaning, like, is there is there um, this sense of, like, do you feel like, hey, there's money, like, I need to go get money off the field to kind of close the gap on some of the money I'm leaving on the table? Absolutely. I mean, obviously you think about that, and I've thought about that going through my contract process and mm-hmm. things like that. But if you think about the scale and you think about the amount of people in the NFL, everyone isn't able to make X amount off the field. Like, guys like Odell, Des Bryant, Eli Manning, those guys are making five, six million off the field. Anywhere from four to six million dollars off. That's also like the 1%. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's 53 guys on the team. Mm. And you got three guys that'll make some off field money, maybe a good handful, 10 guys that'll make something, not to the level of Eli and Odell and things like that, but they'll make something. But at the end of the day, you got guys that are just making what they make on the field. And then that offseason, it's like, I need football to come back around because I'm running low on cash. Especially first year, second year, third year guys. They're like, yo, after I take care of my family, after, you know, my boys hit me for some cash here and there, like after I treat myself to a crib, a car, a vacation, going out with my buddies every now and then, you're running low by July. What was the biggest what was the biggest learning for you from a money standpoint, right? Like cuz here's the thing, right? For the most part, most athletes are coming from like inner city, not really having shit, um, you know, not knowing about financial literacy. Uh, what was the biggest shock for you in becoming a pro athlete? I know this wasn't, you know, we've kind of veered into this conversation. This mm-hmm. wasn't part of what we were going to discuss, but I think it's important. What what for you as a rookie making money? What was the biggest surprise for you? Like, is it so? Let, let's let's back up. How do you guys get paid? Is it week biweekly, monthly? Some teams are different, but okay. but for me with the Giants, the only team I've been on um, every week. We every week every you week. get paid, mm-hmm. right? So obviously direct deposit. Every week you get paid. What was the biggest shock for you besides like holy shit, I make this much money, um, and then you get paid just during the season? Sixteen checks. Sixteen checks. And if you make the playoffs. That's Everyone bonuses. gets the same amount. Okay. And it increases as you advance. Was there a key learning for you or a big learning for you? The biggest learning point for me was understanding not so much the income, it was more so the outgoing. So one thing is taxes. That okay. was the biggest thing. Like if you want to spend if you want to spend 20 grand on something, you got to make 40 mm. to compensate for that because the the state tax in Jersey is 49% or some Eesh. something crazy like yep. that. So in order to spend five grand, I gotta make ten to compensate for that. So you know if I got this twenty k watch, I gotta make forty k. I gotta go make forty k. 
So before you do, before, like once my financial advisor told me that, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm scaling back. <laughs> like what? Right, I need right. to, I'm about to hit my jeweler, right. see if I can return some of this. Right. So it's like that, we were talking about deals earlier. That million dollar deal is really half. It's really 500 grand. And when you look at, you got to get a crib, you got to get mom something. So think hook. about it. If a person signs, for example, five years, 50 mil, mm -hmm. that's really 25. Mm. In New Jersey, at least. Right, right. And, and most, oh, and most here's states. the kicker, too. James Harden is in Houston, Texas, which is a no state tax. There's no state tax in Houston. So he's seeing at least 65% of that bread. That's, that's an even bigger kicker. Sheesh. So that was the biggest learning point for me was understanding that, okay, I want to spend, I want to go on a vacation and spend four grand, mm -hmm. but I got to know, I got to make eight grand. Somewhere down the line right. here to compensate right. for this trip that I just took. Right, you know what I'm saying. So pivoting a little bit, you know, but staying in football, there's something that's been driving me a little crazy, and I, and and maybe I don't know enough about it. So I wanted to have this conversation with you. You know, Colin Kaepernick. Oh man, right, the Colin Kaepernick situation. It's, it's odd a, to me, man. It's a tough one, right? It's odd to me. Like there is no one on God's green earth that could tell me. How many NFL teams are there? 32. 32. There's no one that can tell me he's not a top 64 quarterback. He's not a backup on one of the 32 teams. Agreed. Why does this man not have a job? Do you think, I mean, obviously the elephant in the room, do we think there's off the field stuff? Like, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Just of course. As a, as a, have you thought about this? Do you see it and wonder, like, hey, what the hell's going on, kind of as well? I do. Even to this point, I mean, training camps around the corner. He had the one meeting with Seattle. They went in a different direction. Um, it's tough, man. It's tough. I think it's hard to sit here and not say that the things that transpired last season isn't affecting him now because that's the only thing you can look to mm -hmm. and say, hey, this is this. That's the elephant that's like, this is the reason. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So it's hard to not look at that reason, but I don't see any other one. He's healthy. He's not hurt. He didn't have any offseason surgeries. He didn't have the best year last year, but he went out there and proved he can win the win a ball game and mm -hmm. win some ball games and mm -hmm. and go into a mold. You never know what you get from him down the line. So it, it's tough. It's it's tough, man, and and it's tough to even talk about because I just got no. There's no answer. There's no alternative answer other than what he did last season and protesting and whatnot played a role into him not having a job this year. Whether it's a head coach that doesn't want to carry that burden and talk about it in the media week in and week out, or it's an owner that maybe was rubbed the wrong way from what he did and doesn't want that to be a part of his stuff. It's just so many different layers of it that, you, that we don't have any control over that play a part and play a role into why he doesn't have a job right now. I mean, let me ask you this. Is, is there a chance... Camp opens up and and it's like the music stopped and he doesn't have a chair. Like, is there a chance he's? Let me ask you this: Is there a chance he doesn't play football this year? Maybe. I mean, there's always a chance that wow. quarterbacks get hurt. Wow. Somebody goes down. They need to fill a spot. But then it's like, that's not the best position to be in. Now you're floating around trying to, you know what I mean? Especially no in that man. position. Especially at that position. That position doesn't come. Every day. No no quarterback's just getting hurt week in and week out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's not like an offensive lineman or a DB or a receiver that are in the line of fire week in and week out. 
quarterbacks, if you don't, the better ones don't really get touched because they have great offensive lines and they mm-hmm. and they're good, so they know how to elude tacklers and you know make make things happen. So it's tough, man. He's in a tough spot, and I feel for him. And, and that's my guy. That's my friend. Like. So I feel for him, and and um, obviously both of us wish him nothing but the best. But it's a tough spot, man. Even just to to be a part of it from a spectator. Yeah, let me let me ask you. So last last question on this topic. Um, you've been a free agent. You've waited for the phone to ring. Any advice to him? If you give him any advice in this process, obviously he's in a different sort of process than you mm-hmm. were. But any advice in this, like. Similar for you, it was a new process for you. You'd never been in this type of situation where you're like, oh, shit, like, is the phone going to ring? Who's going to call? What are my options? You know, what do you tell? If he's here today, what do you tell a Colin Kaepernick? I think it's two things. I think one is stay ready okay. no matter what. Stay ready. Understand, like, the phone can ring at any minute, and you don't want to be behind the eight ball trying to get ready. Mm. You should always be ready. Um, so stay ready. And then the second thing is, Clear your mind. Understand where you are. Understand what type of you know person you are. Understand where you stand in all of this. And just clear your mind and go into whatever team calls you with a clean slate and a clean mind and go into it ready. Just go into this thing ready to go. Whatever happened in San Francisco is behind you. There's no need to even bring all those things up. When the media asks you, you're so far past it, you're just ready to move on and move forward. And I think um, I think that's the biggest thing is just stay ready and, and keep a clear mind and a clear head. Absolutely. And I think I can speak for both of us in that, you know, we wish him nothing but the best. And, and you know, as with anyone in sports, all you can ask for is just getting your fair shot. Right. Absolutely. So let's hope that he gets his shot. Hard left pivot. I have three Greatness. words for you. Greatness. I know where you're going you with this. You already know where I'm going I know where this. you're going with this. I have three words. Talk to me. Four, four, four. This beverage just tasted better when you said that. <laughs> it's crazy. Something hey. about those three letters, those three words, that just made this beverage taste so much better. And I will say this for those of you that listened to our last show, mm-hmm. you called it. I called it. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Thank you. Wow, I'm getting, this normally, I'm getting this documented. It, it, it normally happens twice a year that I'm wrong. Okay, <laughs> so here's one, and we're like halfway through the year. You called it. I, I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to be honest. I was one of those guys that was not sure if, 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 if he still had it. Not sure if he still had I, it? I wasn't sure because some of the work that he had put out, some of the... Some of the, you know, it was sus. Guess, not gonna lie. Verses he put out, I was like, that's not. But not the. It's a couple of verses, not the, not the Pusha T joint. He, he, here's the issue, Vic. Here's that the issue. was vintage. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Right I agree there. with you. Here's the issue. His bar is so much higher than everyone else's. Agreed. Right. So the verses I'm, I'm challenging right now would have been verses of the year for most artists. Mm-hmm. I expect so much from Hove. We put him on such a pedestal. Fairly or unfairly, I wasn't sure what we were going to get. You, I'll give you credit, you on the group text. I was riding for <laughs> you, my guy. You were like, yo, respect the GOAT. Respect the GOAT, man. He hasn't lost. He hasn't lost. If you look at everything he's done, he hasn't lost. 
you can't and and the thing with Jay, the thing with him is that he has to, he can only speak on what's happening in his life currently. Mm. He can't. I mean, he went on Drug Dealers Anonymous. He went back in his bag and dug up some old feelings of being in the streets and back in Marcy and all of that. But to make a body of work, he can only speak on the things that he goes through, A, the things that are happening around him, B, the things that are happening in the world, C, and the state of hip-hop, D. So with all those things embodied, with the way rap is today, the way the world is today, his personal dealings, all those things created such a platform and there was so much there for him to talk about that it was just it made for this album to be his most personal album, his most I mean, I don't want to say controversial cuz it was I guess some of it's controversial with the OJ video and and the things that were released on Tidal. But this album, man, I was just, it's such an adult album. It, it, it's such an album that the little Uzi fans and the little Yachty fans and the 21 Savage fans out there aren't going to get. They aren't going to comprehend it. Mm -hmm. It's for the people like us. It's for the people that are 25 and older that are going to understand this album. And I'm going to go out on a limb uh -oh. and say this is one of his best albums of all time. His whole catalog, all time, one thousand percent. It's at least top three, top four. I I will say this. I'll say when that album dropped, mm -hmm. two lines in, not two verses, two lines in. I was like, uh oh, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. Uh oh, that kill Jay Z joint. Uh oh, man, and he got personal. Start talking yeah. about the gay thing. Yeah. I did Solange wrong the yeah. whole time. All I had to yeah. do was say I was wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on, yo. Yeah. Like, he's giving us. Yo, hit up with your favorite line. We've talked about this eight times. Hold the Uzi vertical. Let the thing smoke. Y'all flirting with death. I'll be winking through the scope. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you hey, kidding me? Hey, you and I, I'm going to style on our listeners on, for a second. Yo. You and I had just landed in Athens. Mm -hmm, right, mm -hmm. we we're gonna, you know, that was our layover to get to come back home. Yep. And we were talking about this as, as we're waiting for our bags, and we're like, he dumped out, had a little bit of a flashback. Like, I he still do this. <laughs> he went back. In case anyone's feeling froggy, I still do this. I thought the album, and look, the other thing that was impressive was there was no games to be played, no features. No Beyonce did a yeah, little no, harmony yeah, no on features, it. little hook stuff. Frank Ocean did a yeah, little one two. Thing. The Dream did a little one two, and that's <sighs> it. Ten songs. I'm not here for the intros. I'm not here for the skits. No, nope. I'm here to punch you in your mouth. Ten tracks. This is what it is. Mm hmm. Yo, it was just. And then there's a couple bangers on there where he took you to the. He made you feel a bounce. Made you go to the club a little bit. And then he went back and was like, "Let me give you the raw and the real, real quick." What's your favorite? What's your favorite track on the whole joint? I mean, it's hard to choose one, but if I had to choose one, the one I play the most is "Marcy Me." Mm. His flow on that thing. I thought you were gonna say "Family." Uh, uh, family, family feud. feud. Yeah. That that's a good one yeah, too. Yeah, that's a great feud. one too. But yeah. it's like "Marcy Me" when back when it was it? Yo, it's <laughs> his flow. I'm gonna tell you what my my favorite track. Is four four four? It's a good one. And I'll tell you why it's my favorite track. 
He's got better. He's got better tracks on there lyrically and better songs. For me, it was like Superman taking the S off and being like, "This is me. This is me. This is me." Right? I felt like, you know, hip hop such a com- such a competitive sport. It's braggadocious. It's you know, I got the rolly mm-hmm. with more diamonds. I got this. I got that. I, I got just want to rolly, rolly, yeah. rolly with it. Yeah. That's I my got, joint, though. On the low. On the low, that's my joint. <laughs> I got the 2019 Benz. It ain't out yet. All this <laughs> stuff. And this was one time when Hove, who I don't even think arguably at this point is the greatest of all time, was like, yo, I'm going to lay it all out. I thought it was dope. I thought at this point his career was dope and it was the perfect thing to do. He could, in my opinion... He could not have put out a better album than he put out. It's it was perfect for his. I mean, for lack of better words, for his age range, mm-hmm. because no one. By the way, we haven't seen this. We haven't seen how old is how old is he now? Forty nine. He's he's late forties. Late forties. Let's go late forties. Yep. Late forties. We have. I think LL tried this. Yeah, to but be L- the older yeah, rapper, nah, nah, LL couldn't do it because, because of how he. LL's got you know longevity. I mean? No disrespect. That's what I'm he's saying. OG, yes. Not not at this level. Not at this level. Right. He's the first one to really create a body of work that's substantial, that's relevant, that we care about right now. Because mm-hmm. if like, I don't know, an older rapper came out now, like we're not, we're not right. even right. looking at that. Right. But whole Chuck still, D, I love you. I'm not checking for a Chuck D album right now. No disrespect. Not even cl- Chuck D, we love you. <laughs> you're a, you're a, you're a legend in this game. Not checking for a Chuck Agreed. D album. Agreed. Not looking for Flavor Flav to be bouncing around Agreed. in the back. Done. Agree. He's the only one right now that can really take this game and take and have the ability to give old, you know, as artists and rappers become older, give them a platform to still be able to rap. But it has to sound a certain way. It has to mean something. You can't just come out here and rap about whatever you want to rap about. You know what I'm saying? Also, sidebar, you know the story of 444, the song? No. And why the whole album is called 444? No. So apparently he recorded that song. He woke up in the middle of the night at 4.44 a.m., recorded the song at that time. Huh, I didn't know that. And then because the song was so obviously, like you said, take the S off, this is so yep. me, this is this is Jay, this is yep. Sean, like this ain't even Jay, no, you know what I mean? He decided to name the entire album around it because of, Obviously, you listen to the album. It's such a raw and in-depth album into his life that he decided to name the whole album that, which is amazing. He just announced a tour today. Oh, yeah. Chicago, December 5th. (laughs) Already in the calendar. Well, there goes my next question. I was going to ask you, are you going to go to the show? 1,000%. 1,000%. And I think you just told me that I heard this a little bit more intimate venues. I'm hearing, again, I don't have any inside information. No background. What I I was told was that it's more... and look, for Jay, intimate maybe five thousand. I don't know exactly. what it is, but it, I was told, and I could be wrong, that it's not gonna be like massive, mm-hmm. you know, stadiums or arenas. And I thought your answer when I told you that was like spot on. You're like, this is the perfect album for that. It's it perfect feels like album. it should be. It's a personal album. It should be personal venues. One hundred percent. I want. I want to see Jay sitting on a stool wow. with the mic. I'm not mad at that. And the black like, band behind. I'm you not know, mad at that. I'm just not like mad at that. that. That's how you know. That's how I want to hear that album. Let me ask you: You think other? You think the Uzis and Yachty's and whatever else heard that and were like, "Uh oh, they're to, on notice." They have, to, they have to stand up, you know, sit up straight. They're in the on chair. notice. But here's the thing: the the youth right now are so strong, and and they're so behind that music that 
I don't think it. I don't think it really ruffles that as much as we may think it does. You know what mm. I mean? That youth and that movement is so strong, man, that it's tough to kind of ruffle that right now. I, um, I don't think this is Jay auto-tune, death of auto-tune right, time. Right. I don't think it's that because Jay was in a different place then. But I do think that it puts every rapper on notice like, okay, we got to step our game up. Like, this is this is different. Like, this is something that we have to take heed to and understand like we're going to make continue to make our music but it has to have a little bit more substance. I think that's what Jay was talking about. I have a question for you. Uh-oh. P. Talk to I me. I have a question for you P. I don't know when the Grammys come around or when those votings and when that all okay. of that happens. Uh, I know where you're going yeah. with this. Yep. But if there's a rap category, right? I know where you're going. And it's for best album slash playlist cuz I'm going to put your guy in there. <laughs> yeah. And it's Jay Z. Uh huh. It's Drake. Uh huh. More Life. Jay Z. Four Four Four. Only two other artists you can name, by the way. It's Rick Ross. Yes, that's one of them. And it's your guy. Who's the last one? Refresh my memory. Kid from Compton. Oh, K Dot. Pardon me, K. <laughs> I apologize. K Dot. Mm. If it's those four, I mean, there's probably two more that I'm missing. No, it don't matter. Whatever. It it don't matter. matter. Don't matter. Those four go head to head for best rap album. Who wins? I, I'll say this. You know, gri- oh, here I, we I'll go. Say with the, I'll, say this. <laughs> I'll say this. The fact that Hove is even in this conversation. And he sold at, a million copies. At, Shout at, out to Sprint. At, at this point in his career and at this age is impressive. So It's impressive. You still want an answer? I absolutely do. You know I'm a loyal dude. Of course. I'm going to go with the playlist still. You're going to go with the playlist? I'm still going to go with the playlist. I want to go we'll talk about music. Music people want to listen to. He's the most streamed artist. Most streamed. Streams. <laughs> what? Streams don't count? 2017. 2017. K-Dot sold more hard, hard copies. Yeah, because it, you know what? You're not going to. I got to go to LA in two days. <laughs> And you're not gonna get me to say there's something to that. There's something Who to be said. Who buys hard copies? Doesn't matter. When was the last hard copy CD you bought? Because your listen, I've been in your cars. Z- 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 <laughs> None of your cars even have CD players. There's a Best Buy right around the corner. <laughs> I'm gonna go buy the four 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 hard copy. But low key, the hard copy has the three bonus tracks uh, on them. I haven't heard them yet. Sick. Okay. Adonis is really good. Okay. The Blue Ivy Freestyle. Okay. And then there's a song that follows it is really good. Okay. Then there's a third one that's a good song. Not my favorite, but it's a good song. Okay. All right, I'm going to have to check them out. Yo, before we get out of here, you know, this is your show, the Victor Cruz Show. Mm-hmm. You know, your listeners, your diehard fans, you have some of the best fans in, in all of sports. Camp's not that far away, around the corner. Okay. I saw on your IG you were working out today, you know, straight off. You know, vacay or, or Mykonos. You report to Camp when? July 26th. Wow, July That's right 26th. around the bend. Two weeks? Right around the bend. When does your mind, when do you start morphing into like, okay, it's time it's, to lock it in? It started. Okay. The the morph already started. It's, it's just kind of more so, okay, let me get the body back right. Well, it's been right, but let me just fine tune it. Let me get, let me prepare myself for the long haul of training camp. Um, because it's not easy, and then we travel like south two hours in Chicago to do our training camp, which is like 
I'd imagine it's even hotter than, <laughs> than normal Chicago weather. Um, so I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited to meet, not to meet my teammates, but to continue to grow yep. with my teammates, continue to talk to them, continue to build with them, build a rapport, become closer to them, become a family because that's the only way, man. That's the only way you can win a championship and win a Super Bowl is if you become a family. Mm. And that's the only way you have a shot at it. Let me not say win it because obviously other teams become no, of close. Course, of course. But that's the only way we that's the only way we're going to have a shot. Let me let me ask you um this is your what season? This is my 8th year coming up. That sounds crazy to say. Wow. All right, 8th year. Crazy. Yeah, 8th year. You're a pro's pro. You know, as much shit as as some people try to give you on social media for doing other things, you take your body and 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 your discipline towards this game and your commitment to this game as serious as any athlete I've ever seen. Um, where are you in terms of like? Do you start to ramp it up your training? Is it kind of ramp it down? Like, where are you? How's that work for you? So this week uh, <clears throat> and early next week, we're ramping it up. I'm running routes on Wednesday. I'm working out. Today I worked out upper body, lower body tomorrow. Wednesday's a day off, but I'm going to run routes. Thursday we're upper body. Friday, the dreaded metabolic day where we do. I don't. My trainer just comes up with things off the cuff. I don't even know what we're doing, but it's really <laughs> crazy. And then even the weekend I'm gonna run routes again on Sunday. Like this is I'm I'm <clears> ramping <throat> it up here. Okay. Um, and then after next week we start to slow back down. Start to do more, uh, um, you know, more maintenance work. Or maybe some hot, some some uh, just some top end speed stuff, and then shut it down, just to get the body going, and then still be fresh and crisp uh, once training camp begins. So there's a method to all of this madness, and uh, and we'll figure it out. But I'm excited, man. I'm excited to get back out there. I'm excited to play football. I'm excited to be a part of a, a an organization that's. I like this team because you know, I think the uh, we walked into our OTA. During OTAs, we walked into our receiver room and our and our receiver coach, what up, Coach Z? He put thirty one on the board. We're like, 31. Thirty one. Just he put the number thirty one on the board. And we're like, thirty one? What could that possibly be? He stands at the front, we're all in there. He goes, The the rankings came out for receivers for receiving cores in the NFL. And we were ranked thirty first. Out of thirty two teams? Out of thirty two teams. I like that. Wow. I like that. We can't. Go, we can only go one place right. from there. All right. They expect nothing from you. Nothing at all. Hmm. I like that. That's the way my career has been grown. That's the way I've been brought up. Always just come from nothing and explode and become something. So I'm excited to to potentially do that with this team. Love it. Um, before you take us home, huge shout out to our two sponsors this show, man. Mac Weldon and Active Five. Thank you for the support of the Victor Cruz Show. We look forward to growing with Yo, you. Yo, is it crazy if I use my own promo code for some Mac Weldon <laughs> underwear? Is it crazy? I, I see nothing that? wrong with it. <laughs> I see nothing wrong with it, man. It's happening. Trust and believe. <laughs> Take us home, Vic. Yo, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Today was a great show, man. I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about the Chicago Bears. I'm excited just to be a kid from Patterson on this show, talking to you people. Make sure you tune in each and every time. Um, thank you for everything. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all of you that tune into this show. And it's only going to get bigger and better from here, man. P, what's up? Just happy to be here, man. <laughs> <laughs> he lucky we gave him the key to get in here today. <laughs> I'm going to holler at y'all. Peace. Peace. <laughs>